0: Hey there, my name is Kara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster, and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body, and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello there again, you. I hope I find you well. This is episode number 109 of the BBB show. And I am super excited to bring you a slightly different topic today, along with a guest with a passion to share. Today I am talking to Jake Steiner. And as usual, you'll hear all about him in my intro shortly. That being said, I do like a little sum up at the start of the show here. So let me ask you a question. Do you wear glasses? And more specifically, do you wear glasses because you find it difficult to see objects far away? Well, you're going to have to have a listen to Jake talk about this type of issue known as myopia because he will tell you that it can be reversed in as many as up to 90% of people. So super interesting chat. And thanks so much to Jake for literally opening my eyes. Ma <laughs> pardon the pun. Enjoy the show, guys. Before we get started, let me tell you, I have a discount code again for the lovely guys over at Hunter and Gather Foods. So if you would like... To grab a packet of their collagen peptides, head on over to hunterandgatherfoods.com and I will put a link in the show notes and check out with the code karen 20 So if you don't know much about collagen, it will help promote muscle repair, recovery from exercise, enhance your bone density, aid cartilage repair, regenerate, and help with elasticity of your skin and connective tissue and ligaments. Here, that sounds pretty good. So if you want to grab yourself a bag, as I say, head on over to hunterandgatherfoods.com and use Karen20 at checkout. Enjoy, guys. Today on the show, I am talking to Jake Steiner. Jake has created the site endmyopia.org. He has made it his mission to educate people on why we have this epidemic of nearsightedness or maybe we'll say short-sightedness here more in the UK and more importantly how it can be reversed. Jake himself reversed his own myopia back to 2020 vision naturally and I'm actually really really excited to talk about this conversation because I personally did used to wear glasses as well and I no longer wear them but I'm sure we can get into that later. So hey Jake, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me on.
0: You are welcome. I love it. So let's start off at the very start. I uh, Before you, we even get into the I thing, just kind of get to know you a little bit. I believe you live off grid. Can you tell us what that's like? Because I, I, I'm really excited about this. I followed a program by Ben Fogle. I don't know if you've heard of him. He went to different places in the world and connected with people who went to live in remote areas you know they'd had enough of that rat race and they, they built their own sort of self-sufficient area on different pieces of land so I, I love all this sort of stuff so I will let you speak now
1: <laughs> oh oh boy well this is one of the many ironies. I have no ambitions to live off-grid okay. at all. <laughs> yeah. I love cities. I love I love infrastructure. I'm not at all one of those off-grid type of people. It's my significant other. We had a kid a while back, and uh, this is a remote jungle somewhere in Southeast Asia, and we spent years traveling together and kind of trying to raise the kid and travel and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And eventually, right. she was just like, hey, I'd really love to be closer to home, and I didn't ask enough questions about this and I ended up like literally because I'm just kind of go with the flow mm. and we flew there and then we took a six hour bus and then another giant endless ride into just the middle of nowhere and it's monsoon season which mm. turns out it's six months long and it was literally, literally a straw hut <laughs> and that's it. Wow. And they were like, make of it what you want. Yes. So... So now it's, uh, there's a real, uh, there's a real proper house there and okay. we've got solar and generator and well and all that stuff mm-hmm. and chickens and gardens. But it wasn't because I'm one of those people who loves to be off grid. There was just literally no choice.
0: Okay. <laughs> so do you make a point of going into the city to, to get your oh, city I fix?
1: <laughs> oh my God. Like right now we're in Bangkok and just, you don't understand how amazing it is just to plug your laptop into the power outlet. Yeah. and just leave it plugged in yeah. like I know how many watts the thing uses in idle, and I know how many watts it uses if I watch a YouTube video Yeah, like it's it's just perverse how much stuff you have to know if you're really off grid
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love that I've been to Bangkok actually it's there's nice areas and not so nice areas but it's it's a great city and I noticed whenever we we called over Skype you, you said your location was Singapore as well I don't know if you've lived there for a while but I've been there too and absolutely love Singapore
1: Yeah, it's, there's so many, this part of the world has so many fascinating, very different places, very nearby.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I hope, I hope you aren't sick of being asked this question, but for our listeners who have no idea uh, exactly what myopia is and how it develops, do you want to talk about that?
1: Sure. I'm not ever going to be sick of it, actually.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: It's because I I have a deep and forever resentment for mainstream optometry. So I'm happy to talk about it. All right. Myopia nearsightedness is when you're wearing glasses and if you take your glasses off you can't see clearly at a distance Mm -hmm. and this is something that if you go to the optic shop which is built to be some kind of medical facility and you get prescriptions there but in reality it's a retail store in a shopping mall usually and they sell you high markup fashion frames Mm -hmm. and they will tell you it's some kind of a genetic condition that humanity has suddenly somehow all gotten. When in reality, it's just two little things that are both environmental that is well known in clinical science that cause nearsightedness.
0: Thanks for sharing that. And you have your own success story with glasses, don't you? Uh, did you, How bad were your eyes back in the day?
1: I was, a, I, they were pretty bad. It was minus five diopters, which for people who are not into the numbers, it's basically if I would take my glasses off and put them on a table mm. and not remember which table it was, I would never find them again.
0: <sighs> Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then, so what did
0: you do? What, what made you kind of want to go this is not acceptable. I'm not going to be the person that just continues to spend money on glasses every year.
1: Yeah, it was actually, it was, um, it, it's not anything glamorous. I was single and it was just vanity. <laughs> um, the minus five glasses, like glasses, basically minus lenses in front of your eyes make everything smaller mm-hmm. and with the compromises make, makes everything clear also. The negative is when you look at it from the other person's vantage point, whoever you're looking at with the glasses has tiny little eyes. Mm -hmm. Like the stronger the glasses, the smaller the eyes look. And at minus five, I had these tiny little piggy eyes Mm -hmm. and my face is already not amazing. And it was just the thought of thicker glasses and wandering around like like a mole rat looking Mm -hmm. human. Just I couldn't do it. I could not do it.
0: Yeah. Um, I used to, as I said, I used to wear glasses, but I haven't done so in years. And I actually developed a squint and had to have an operation when I was five. And then I was wearing glasses ever since then. Do you know much about squints or anything? Is that what you call them as well?
1: Is it? Is it like a Clint Eastwood sort of facial expression?
0: Just one eye, just lazy eye. Lazy eye. That's <laughs> that's what you would say, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess so. People tell me I squint, but oh, it's really? usually just in YouTube videos. Just,
0: yeah, trying to look at something. Yeah, but mine would just my left eye would just you know it was it would creep into the towards my nose, and I had the operation, and I remember wearing p- eye patches and getting drops in my eyes and all that sort of stuff. But now I don't wear glasses. That eye is definitely weaker. Um, cause I don't, I imagine they went in and <laughs> poked around a bit and <laughs> tried to tighten up that muscle as whatever it is they do. Have you any sort of thoughts on squints? Do you think that's just a genetic thing or could that have just happened by something?
1: I don't know. I, I, I mean, I have ideas about various things, but I really only know lots about myopia. Yeah. Sure. Other things that fall more into the arena of medical conditions, I don't know yeah. because like, myopia is not a medical condition. You're not sick. You're not broken. There's no illness or cure. So that's kind of what I stick to, mm. and I'm somewhat careful to avoid medical topics just because I'm not qualified. Yeah, for
0: sure. Do you think that I could strengthen that eye even further now because it is a little bit weaker than the other one?
1: Weaker as in distance vision? Weaker?
0: Uh, well, when I when I put a hand over one eye, uh, the bad eye, if you want to call it that, the, the good one is, is sharp, and the other one is not so sharp, so... It doesn't even, I can, I don't have a problem with seeing things generally. It's just there's definitely a, a stronger, stronger eye on the right than there is on the left.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, to some degree, that's normal. There's a yeah. thing called ocular dominance, okay. which basically just means you have a stronger eye that everybody has. Yeah. So depending on how big the difference is, it could just be totally normal. Yeah. Um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, the last time I went to the optician, he was surprised that my eyes had got better. I haven't got the little card with me, but there was a, a marked difference. My eyes had definitely got stronger and I was getting the sense from him that that's only a matter of time before that's going to get weak again. You know, he was, I don't think he was being, you know, malicious or anything like that, but I feel like that's what he believed, that, you know, your eyes are going to get weaker. Um, It's going to be harder and harder for you to to keep that going. What do you think about that?
1: I love it. I love mainstream optometry because they're such optimists, you know, yeah. Every time they see you, they're like, "Oh, you're probably gonna need stronger glasses this time." Yeah. Come in here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the the fascinating thing also is that if you think about what they do, is they're completely certain, assuming that that the course of their treatment causes your vision to get worse. Mm. So whatever it is that they're doing actually makes your eyes worse. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go to an optometrist and your vision actually improved, which because n is fairly large and we've been running it for a long time. There's literally tens of thousands of people that have improved their eyesight significantly in some cases. We have a big Facebook group and a big forum. Mm-hmm. So there's always stories of people improving their eyesight going to the optometrist. And people have developed things just to get around the optometrist refusing to believe that the vision could improve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like if you go to the doctor and they're like 100% sure next year when I see you again, you're going to be more sick than this year. Yeah. You know? It's like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's go see those guys.
0: Yeah, I know. No optimism at all. It's, I mean, I like to, I love a bit of biohacking and I I, I don't like to accept things uh, that I know that maybe can be tweaked and there's people out there trying all sorts of stuff. So it's just exciting to try to take, take on this yourself and be empowered by trying to change things by not spending any money at all and a few people i've spoken to recently that whenever they knew i was going to talk to you they wear glasses and they expect to wear them forever because their eye isn't that normal shape the astigmatism sort of rugby ball shaped or i don't know if you, <laughs> if that's maybe american football shaped what are, your, what are your thoughts on that if the eye isn't the same shape as the other one is that something that can't be fixed
1: yeah so so astigmatism real astigmatism is incredibly rare yeah. like it's it's very on a very very unusual thing astigmatism as far as people being told they have astigmatism is very very common mm. but the thing that happens there is it's really easy to check if you have real astigmatism or not mm-hmm. basically you just have to look at your I, I, they're not really prescriptions but that's what people call them so you look at your prescription history mm-hmm. and if you start it with really low astigmatism that's the cylinder like in your prescription, say a cylinder. So if that number started out really low and then started creeping up over time, Mm -hmm. then that is just created by the lenses. Ah, So the first time, one time you went to the optometrist and you sat in the chair and they kept saying, is this better or is this better? And without telling you what's going on, one of those times they added some astigmatism correction. And if you said that seems better or you weren't sure, Mm -hmm. they just left it in there. Now you have what they call astigmatism, but it's really not.
0: Ah, okay. And does that, does it create a weakness then if you are putting these prescriptions on that are stronger than they really need to be? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. So basically, and, and for for your listeners who are who are skeptical, which I hope they are because this <laughs> sounds far-fetched, yeah. Google Scholar, I don't know if you talk about Google Scholar at all. Um, the clinical science search engine of, part of Google mm-hmm. is amazing. Scholar.google.com. So if yeah. you want to do search on clinical research, it's a beautiful place. Um, the keyword for this one is lens-induced myopia. Right. So if you type lens-induced myopia into Google Scholar, you'll get something like 50,000 results. Wow. So it's, it's beyond well-established. It's completely well-known in clinical science that the glasses you wear cause more myopia, mm-hmm. right? So they they're not just like a treatment for a thing. They're not a fix, not only a fix for a symptom, but they themselves actually create more myopia. And what happens is you're, there's nothing wrong with your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's just the the eye has a mechanism built into it that controls its shape. Yeah. So like the light comes in through the front of your eye through the lens, travels through the eyeball to the back of the eyeball where the retina is. And there's a mechanism built into the retina that checks that that light is focusing properly on the retina. It it, it gets kind of into a complex process, but Mm -hmm. the eye continues readjusting its length throughout your life based on that environmental input. And if you wear minus glasses, minus glasses move the light further back in your eye, in particular when you look at something up close. So you've got your glasses on meant for distance, but you don't take them off when you look at something up close. Mm -hmm. Something happens called hyperopic defocus, worth looking up on Google Scholar, where Mm -hmm. Eye focuses behind the retina, and that is the signal that tells the eye that it's too short, and then it grows longer. Okay. And a longer eye is a more myopic eye. Okay. So the, the lenses are directly creating the stimulus that causes you to get more myopia.
0: It's, it's, it's I think it's good for people to just hear that because they probably don't know what's happening whenever they're putting a pair of glasses on other than they can see better. <laughs> and they're going to get, you know, like I think I've heard you say before, it's a quick fix. People want that quick fix. Oh, great, I can see now. But what if there was another way? The thing is, that glasses have become quite trendy now and they're stylish and people maybe like wearing them too. Because I did speak to somebody and she said, oh, I like wearing my glasses, you know. So <laughs> each to their own.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing is too, like, Glasses are definitely stylish. There was a, an article recently in the LA Times uh-huh. um, talking to a, a retired executive from LensCrafters. It's a very big uh, glasses chain in the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, very big. And he told the whole story, and that's a crazy one. Basically, the wholesale cost of a pair of lenses for your glasses, th- the top of the line, like hmm. with all the coatings, all the stuff, quality lenses... Cost the optic shop wholesale about $1.50. Oh,
0: <gasps> no. <laughs> and then they charge pff, hundreds, hundreds? Hundreds and
1: hundreds. Yeah. Dollars, euros, whatever currency you want to pick. 5,000% yeah. markup is very common in the industry. Wow. And I've been saying this for years because I have friends in the lens selling business, mm-hmm. but it's one thing to hear it from me. And another to see it in the LA Times, where an executive from the biggest company selling glasses at retail says, "These things are a dollar fifty, and we sell them for five hundred dollars sometimes. Wow. Whatever we can get away with, that's yeah. what we sell."
0: And people will still buy them. They almost don't care either.
1: <laughs> well, the, the, the tricky thing, the, the tricky thing is, and the thing that makes me never tired of talking about this is, you walk into that place and the sale of a highly profitable product is masqueraded as some kind of a, a treating a medical condition. Mm, yeah. That's why people don't question it, because it's like, this is your prescription, uh, fill your prescription. Yep, no, yep. you're selling a $1.50 thing for $400. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yes. And the, the best way to get people not to question it is to call it something that makes them respect this institutional authority idea.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, I hope people question it now after listening to this, but it just, um, it just makes sense to me that like any other, now I don't know anything really about eyes, so I'm just guessing, but it makes sense to me to strengthen the muscles like you would on any other muscle on your body. You know, you go to the gym to strengthen your core, strengthen your arms, strengthen your legs. You do all of that. So why are we not doing it with our eyes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it even goes a step further. Like your eyes, it's It's frustrating to me when when you when these people tell you that you're somehow genetically defective or your eyes are broken or something's wrong with you, where your eyes are actually just being really, really good. Yeah. right? Like when you put on those lenses and your eye elongates and you get more myopia, your eyes appear to become weaker. there's nothing going wrong. Your eye is actually doing a fantastic job adjusting its length according to, the focal plane that the lenses give it like that is the sign of a perfectly functioning eye it's just that unfortunately we put something in front of it that doesn't belong there
0: yeah wow it's it's opening up a whole can of worms for people (laughs) and i've been dying to ask you this question what do you think of laser eye surgery
1: oh laser eye surgery is a great idea oh yeah Mm -hmm. no not really
0: (laughs) sarcasm yeah
1: yeah the fda's website actually if you have to dig around in it because it's sort of like all government websites hard to find Mm -hmm. they have a whole page of side effect risks which i posted on our website at some point because it is shocking Shocking. Yeah. Like the agency that actually approved LASIK, and I'm in touch with the guy who is the, the head of the department approving LASIK, and he deeply regrets his decision and he says it should have never happened. And he's gone on record saying this oh, okay. because the side effects are just, they're, they're, the risk is notable and they're not reversible. So if you had LASIK and you're fine, then you're fine. Yeah. But if you had LASIK, you walk away from that, and three days later, your eyes are super dry, that you need eye drops mm. once every fifteen minutes. That will never freaking necessarily ever go away, or halos at night, or itching, or the, yeah. just all the things that happen with this procedure. Wow, yeah. it's really.
0: I don't. It's I would dangerous rather. I would rather wear glasses (laughs) than go down that route. Uh, What do they actually do? Are they burning into a muscle in your eye or do you know what they actually do? No,
1: they're they're cutting the cornea. They're basically just cutting uh, the shape of a lens into the front of your eye. Hmm right? Because like, wow. uh, the lens really is just changing the refractive state to move the light back further in your eye. And instead of putting a lens in front of your eye, they're cutting a lens into your cornea. And there's different procedures. There's LASIK, and then there's SMILE, and then there's PRK, and there's a bunch of different variations on the procedures, some of which are supposed to be safer. But the problem is a permanent lens is being cut in your eye for mm-hmm. for something that will continue to, to increase potentially. So yeah. if you get LASIK and your eyes have been getting higher in myopia over time still then that will continue so then maybe two three four five years after lasik your eyesight is back to requiring some kind of lens correction Mm,
0: i have heard that people just going right back to where they were after spending all that money (laughs) again let's talk about screen time then is that the sort of thing that starts all of this off people looking at stuff far too close no you see babies now in prams with uh, smartphones right up close to their eyes and that I think I, I believe you've said that shortens the muscle and that's where it all starts and then you can't see stuff that's far away because your muscles caught in that close up is that correct
1: um yeah that's very close actually. So what happens <laughs> I tried is, I tried. <laughs> no yeah you're totally fine. It's yes. it's it's actually amazing because it's it's kind of simple and at the same time super elegant how the eye really works. Mm-hmm. You have this you have this flexible lens in the front of your eye and there's a circular muscle around that lens that shapes the lens depending on how close you look at something. Mm-hmm. And the closer you look at something the more tense that muscle gets the more it shapes that lens for close up vision. And the further away you look, the more that circular muscle called the ciliary muscle relaxes mm-hmm. and the, the lens flattens and then you can see more clearly far away. Okay. And by design, obviously, right, like that, the way that's made, it's made for the, the muscles relaxed for distance vision and tense for close-up mm-hmm. because the biology assumes you're not going to do nearly as much close-up as you're going to look in the distance. Yeah, And that, that's not the case anymore. Like mm-hmm. now we spend hours and hours and hours and hours staring at something like 30 centimeters from our eyes or 60 centimeters from our eyes, Mm -hmm. which keeps that muscle tense at all times. Mm -hmm. So what happens very, 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 very simply is that muscle just gets kind of locked up, like a muscle spasm, and it doesn't fully relax, and if it doesn't fully relax, you don't get back to distance vision mode, right? Like that lens continues to be shaped for close up. And then it's you feel like you're nearsighted because the, the distance is blurry, but it's just a muscle spasm.
0: Mm. It just makes sense when you put it like that. <laughs> so then yeah, if somebody and- has to spend a lot of time in front of the computer, do you advise them to take breaks and look out the window, look into the horizon, try and focus on trees that are far away? Would that be something that would help?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely and and you will notice like if your distance vision is blurrier than it was before you started the close-up, mm. then that muscle is definitely locked up. Okay. Like you know, it's hard to notice when you're wearing the highest possible correction lenses, but if you're either not that myopic yet or if you're wearing old glasses or if you're noticing distance blur anyway a little bit, if you spend six hours staring at your phone watching Netflix and then you look up and the things that were used to be clear in the distance earlier in the day are now blurry, that's just that muscle staying locked up. Yeah. And by the way, this sounds logical, but I am a—I really hate the unicorn farming nonsense that goes on on the internet these days. So I really like to quote as much scientific evidence as possible. And the thing here, you go to Google Scholar and you type in uh, pseudo myopia, there's just 10,000, 20,000 plus references to research that shows that exactly this happens. Like myopia at first pseudo, or like it's not real, right? Mm -hmm. It's just focusing muscle spasm. And if you spent the weekend camping and not taking a screen with you when that first happens, you'd be back to normal, there would be no myopia
0: yeah that's real actionable steps that people can take so on that note for people to move forward and take eyesight into their own hands what what do they need to be doing right now
1: the, the first thing that one thing that i realized a long time ago is that this is too far down on most people's list like it sounds fascinating yeah. right and you listen to podcasts you're like oh wow i had no idea and honey did you know glasses are only $1.50 but then you go back to normal life right because yeah. it's just not that high on the priority list so my little sneaky trick to get to get you into it is the fascinating bit the experiment that you can do on your own spending no money is you can measure your eyesight mm-hmm. like that whole charade at the optician with the machines and the equipment and the prescription pad and all that is complete nonsense like myopia is just the measurement the only measurement that they're doing in there is how far can you see before things get blurry yeah and diopters are just a measurement of distance to blur. So if you sit on your couch and you pull out a book and you put it in front of your face and the, the letters are clear and then you move it further and further, wherever the blur first starts, mm-hmm. if you measure the distance with a little ruler or whatever, mm-hmm. it will tell you exactly how much myopia you have. I have a calculator to convert it to diopters on the website. Yeah. So if you do that, you're doing the same thing as would happen at the optic shop. And the interesting part is if you sit next to a window and compare your, your quote unquote bad eyes, and then you sit in a room with only artificial lights and look at how far you can see clear, you're gonna start noticing a big difference. And this is the thing that separates going, oh wow, I didn't know glasses were just fifty, to actually taking action, is first you kind of have to have your own little tangible experiment. Like you have to do just something. Like you measure, because once you measure, like something changes in your head, like a switch gets flipped where you go, huh, Mm -hmm. this is really something. Mm. And then depending on what you eat, and if you exercise, and if you're stressed, and if you sleep well, that distance always changes. Yeah, for sure. So your eyes are, yeah, like uh, your eyes are part of the system in every possible way. And once you have like 10 of these measurements, you for sure are gonna start going, okay, these glasses are not the thing I need to be wearing. Mm. And then you're on your way because reversing your myopia is actually very simple our success rate is like over 90 percent 92 or so percent um people on average reduce myopia by by about one diopter a year pretty reliably no exercises no vitamins no anything just small habit changes Mm -hmm. and your vision goes back to where it's supposed to be
0: that's amazing it's so within reach you know and i reckon a lot of people will be measuring now after they listen to this to see where they're at
1: i hope so Optometry, the the lens selling business alone is a hundred billion dollars a year. Hundred billion dollars, it's huge. And they created their own eyesight subscription service. You know, like it is a shocking business. And they lobbied heavily to make these things prescriptions, so you can't figure out what's going on for yourself. Because once you start measuring yourself, you're like, this is not that big of a deal. And people like me get shut up routinely. I have optometrist friends who start talking about this, depending on the jurisdiction. And I've literally had several optometrist friends threatened by the optometry board that if they ever talk about this again, their license will be revoked.
0: Mm, Like you said, they're literally threatened. They're scared. What's going to happen? Literally
1: threatened. Yes. And at the same time, I have internal sales documents from huge lens manufacturers holding sales conferences at big universities. And I have the whole PowerPoints and everything where they quote the clinical science that lenses cause myopia and that myopia is reversible, but they only talk about it behind closed doors when it comes to selling other products. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to end up in a somewhere one day for talking like this.
0: <laughs> but you're so passionate and whenever you are passionate about something you can't help but shout it from the rooftops you want to help people that's what it comes down to that's your why you want to help people take control of their own eyesight.
1: Well the main thing is so I really resent that and I resent the arrogance and I resent the mafia style approach yeah. and but then also is I get so much email from parents with kids more and more and more over the last several years where they're super desperate because it's like younger and younger children. And I have a four-year-old myself. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is not just some remote topic. Like I know the feeling. Okay. And when you let your kid sit with a phone, you know, like 10 centimeters in front of its one-year-old eyes, mm. like that will cause myopia, right? Yeah. And and then yeah. when they take them to the optometrist and the way little kids are measured for eyesight is not very reliable to begin with. Yeah. And if you put minus lenses on a little kid that doesn't have an eye defect, that myopia gets worse very quickly, yeah. right? Because the developing eye is super sensitive to this kind of stimulus, and it's it, it I genuinely feel that this should be a crime. Like adults, whatever. Mm. Like you smoke cigarettes, you go to McDonald's, but quote unquote prescribing glasses to a five-year-old whose only problem is that their parents let him watch cartoons on a smartphone yeah. is terrible. Mm-hmm. That should not. It shouldn't go on.
0: I remember talking to an optometrist quite recently, and she was telling me she's having to prescribe much more drops for children now because they've got such dry eyes, because they're forgetting to blink <laughs> because of all the screen time. I just thought that was shocking.
1: Yeah, so when, when, you, when you're reading or when you're looking at a screen, your, your blink rate is reduced by about a factor of five. Yeah. So a huge decrease in blink rate. And what, ha- what happens when you blink is you redistribute tear fluid on your eye. And the less you blink, the less of the tear fluid is being redistributed and your eye gets dry. That's yeah. also not great. Not yeah. nice. I've
0: just, reached not into, not. I've just reached into my filing cabinet and I've found my optical record card. <laughs> and, well, mine's actually got pluses on it, not minuses. What does that mean?
1: Uh, plus is hyperopia. Um, right. So it's the opposite. It's one you can't see clearly up close. Right. Um, there's two versions of this one is just generally like you can't see up close and one is age-related and then it's called presbyopia right and in that case it's the lens in your eye gets harder and that's just an age-related thing I see. but if it happened earlier on it in in your life then it's hyperopia and that's actually kind of good news because it's the opposite of the issue of the problem okay and it's very easy to fix just by spending more time in front of a screen
0: Ah, okay. <laughs> but see, I've got I've got numbers on my first one which was done in 2012 and it's got plus and a minus and then the one that was done recently only has the pluses. So it's like they haven't written everything down, I don't know.
1: Well, if there's pluses and minuses, that's usually like usually When you have myopia and presbyopia, like as we get older, Ah. and I'm not saying you're getting older, but like in people's 40s, the optometrist starts looking for excuses to sell you glasses for near vision. Mm. So you see better at all with lower minus up close or with plus lenses up close, then they sell you that too.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so the the one that was done in 2012 is right plus 1.25, and then there's a minus 0.25, and the left is plus 2.75 and a minus 7.5. So you look at this and go, I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> well, it could also be, it could also be astigmatism because there's a cylinder, like a column in there somewhere. I'm not yes. sure. Yeah. I'm not looking at it, so
0: I'll send you a picture.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah. You- and there's no, I'm not saying like, I get, I get upset, but there's no malice. Like I have lots of optometrist friends in a Facebook group. There's a bunch of optometrists that are, that are participating there's a lot of people who know what's going on, and mm. for the most part, people are just doing what they're taught in school, yeah. right? And and then, because there's some optometrists who get horribly upset at me, and, and I feel bad because it's not meant as a personal attack no. at all. No. You know, it's like, you do what you're taught. Like, my parents, for example, they're both medical doctors, and my dad loves statin drugs, <laughs> and he refuses to listen to any other logic or reason or anything going against statins. Yeah. And I understand, you know, it's just what you've been taught. It's mm-hmm. what you've told people, it's what you believe. And it's like becomes a cornerstone of people's reality. And when you start start pushing at that, they get upset. So yeah, yeah, anybody yeah. listening, who's an optometrist who's hating me right now. It's, yeah. This is really not intended as any kind of personal thing.
0: No, you come across like that. That's not a problem. You mentioned diet there. That's what I believe has helped me. I probably do do a lot of screen work. But I, I, I believe that I'm not wearing glasses anymore because of the way I eat all the good stuff, all the choline and the egg yolks and just all the good stuff that I think has helped my eyes. But and obviously that makes sense because, you know, the people who eat too much sugar, then the uh, diabetes sets in and then that can affect your eyesight. Has, have you found diet be important to you as well as your exercises?
1: Yes. And, and one thing to note here is I'm, when I'm doing, when, I, when we're talking about, improving your eyesight and reversing your myopia, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. And because people are busy and it, it's really hard to do if there's too many steps. So I basically boil it down to the simplest possible thing and I don't really talk about diet because mm. you can get back to 2020 eyesight while eating pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that said, you shouldn't and it's yeah. not a good idea. And if you start measuring your eyesight before you eat that pizza and after, you're going to notice that very likely your vision gets worse. When, when you have insulin spikes in particular, mm. not for everybody, but a fair amount of people seem to really be affected by insulin spikes. If you're already good at measuring or if you're already sensitive to how much blur you're getting, there's a definite, definite, absolutely definite connection to diet. And having a good diet is a much better starting point than having a poor diet.
0: Yeah, of course. Makes sense. Brilliant. Jake, finally ask everyone this question. If you could give our listeners one final thought today, one Jake nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body, what would that be?
1: Well, so your the visual cortex in your brain is the biggest part of your cortex that does all the the processing of environmental input that you get, right? Like so your vision is a massive part of your brain. And when you put lenses in front of your eyes, you're seriously compromising that whole functioning. Like you lose your peripheral vision, which affects your motor control, which affects your confidence, which causes people to be depressed. Like your peripheral vision is gone, your brain is in a permanent state of anxiety and alert because you can't see what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. It makes kids seem awkward and socially anxious. Eyesight really is much more than just you stick glasses in front of your face and that's it. Like It actually affects your your physical well-being. People are more hunchy when they wear glasses. They're more squinty when they wear glasses. Mm. They look more shifty. (laughs) There's just a huge difference between a person who has got well-functioning eyesight and a person who wears glasses. So a lot of people just go, hey, this is just glasses. I got bigger problems. But really, you don't have a lot of bigger problems because your eyesight is entirely central to your existence and your perception of the world. So while this kind of sounds maybe sudden and and jarring, and you put it on a shelf for later, improving your eyesight will improve a whole lot more than just your eyesight. It'll improve anything from posture to confidence to, to happiness it's really, really worth trying to get back to proper 2020 eyesight.
0: Yeah, there's a much bigger picture at stake. And I would love people to go off and experiment now that they've heard this. And a great place to do that is you have, and I signed up for it, a seven-part email series that kind of talks you through what myopia is, and then little exercises that you can do, and measuring the the blur distance, like you say, is is not a really sort of a good place for people to go from here as well.
1: Yeah, and just as a short explainer, like there used to be just I used to have an ebook kind of thing that just threw everything into one place, and mm-hmm. it wasn't super effective. And eventually, we, I figured out there was just too much information, yeah. And people would cherry pick one thing or try one thing, but there wasn't real consistency. So I broke it out into separate days, so you're kind of forced to contend with one thing at a time yeah and it's definitely a good starting point like it at least get you enough to where you know if you want to go further
0: yeah exactly no it's very informative i have read them all <laughs> did my research and forwarded them all to my partner who wears glasses quite a lot and he's been taking them off and i'm excited to see what happens so we, we've got a measurable subject in the house <laughs>
1: that's perfect and it really is it's there's also our facebook group and our forum mm-hmm. so once you're through all that and you start experimenting there are loads and loads and loads and loads of people having conversations about this the facebook group is more like social and conversational and our forum gets super in-depth mm. um, right now there's a guy who last year bought the machine that measures the internal length of your eyeball wow it's Usually only some ophthalmologists have that machine. It is incredibly expensive. It is like a very serious piece of equipment. Yeah, And he's measuring the length of his eyeball over time to see how improving his eyesight actually improves his eyeball. And there's people like that in the forum that are incredibly serious about this topic. So there's a there's a lot of support out there. And it's really kind of a... A group effort. So once you figure out what's going on, it's way more fun and interesting to be able to connect with people who've had similar yeah, experiences.
0: Yeah, like they say, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So you might as well go and speak to people that are interested in the same things as you. And Jake, where's the best place for people to connect with you, or is that difficult because you're a little bit out of the city <laughs> most of the time?
1: Yeah. So the, the so if you go to enmopia.org, I check in on the Facebook. Forum when I can. I'm not a big fan of social media. I'm only doing it because it it just it's where people hang out. I know. Uh, I check in on the forum most days. I'm not promising any like I don't really do one-on-one support stuff, but I like to read up on things, and it affects sometimes things I post like how-to guides or videos or stuff based just on questions that feel really pertinent. So I'm in there Mm -hmm. uh, just. Not necessarily for every single question.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. I'm trying to do a bit of a social media detox, but it is difficult because, you, like you say, you have to put your stuff out there as well. But it's kind of how you use it and take breaks and only maybe set three times a day aside to do what you need to do and then don't get lost in it. So it's you, you can you can make it work for you and then put it aside for a while.
1: Yeah, and I just I, I do it like once a day yeah. at best. Yeah. And if, because right now it's raining season, so sometimes we don't have sun for days and days, and then we really kind of stop using our electronic equipment for a while. Yeah. Um, I love that. Off well, grid.
0: Off grid, yeah. So Jake, well, thank you very much for that. I've, I found that fascinating and I hope other people do too. And I would love to hear if anybody tries all these things out, if um, they get any improvements, because it's, it's simple to do, but maybe not easy. Like you say, you know, there's definitely steps you can take, but it's finding that time in the day to just a little, little bit of exercise and measurement and see how you get on
1: yeah and once you're past that i'm um, really it's like a few weeks that you immerse yourself and from there it's just habit changes yeah. and then there's no no work no exercise it just becomes part of your life yeah in true. general just to take care of guys.
0: perfect all right Jake, well, thanks very much for talking to me today that was awesome just before you head off i want to say a big thank you for listening today i truly truly appreciate you now, I don't make any money from this show. I just wanted to tell you that it's all just a passion project and I hope it just kind of resonates with you. But if you do want to support the show, you can do so with Patreon. And if you aren't sure what that is, head on over to karenmcclintock.co.uk forward slash support the show and you can find out more there. Bye for now.